at the movies. I'm Joshua LeBure, and I'm joined by Patrick Kenny and Diana Martinez from Filmstreams. Hello. Hello. And today we're talking about the film I Am Woman. Miss Reddy, you sing. You sing very nicely. But male groups all the rage right now. I am woman, hear me roar, in numbers too big to ignore, and I know too much I'll make you a star. Maybe I'll make you one. When is a woman liberated? You mean, when is a person liberated? What are you doing? You want to lose your recording contract? This is more than just a song to me. I am strong. Let's face it, Ellen. You're a housewife. I am strong. That music? Nobody wants this. Nobody. You're wrong. I Am Woman is a biopic that tells the story of Australian-born singer, actor, songwriter Helen Reddy. Helen Reddy wrote the 1972 Billboard number one hit song "I Am Woman," which served as an anthem for the women's movement in the late or in the 70s. And she also starred in Pete's Dragon. Yeah, which they don't talk about in the movie, but I looked it up afterwards, and I thought that was really <laughs> I thought that was interesting. You know, like, this is a very important credit uh, she does not get. This. Well, majorly <laughs> overlooked. Uh, so the film covers a lot of ground, a whole person's life, and uh, mm-hmm. I say we just jump into the conversation. Okay. I enjoyed this film. Yeah, I thought it was, a, <laughs> you know, and I think maybe one, re- you might be asking why we're so chipper <laughs> talking about this when she's just so recently passed away. It's because this movie was so much fun. It was a lot. It was, it, I enjoyed watching it very much. And it made me like Helen Reddy a lot. Yeah. It was a good, it was a good film for a biopic yeah like i, I think the biopic is so prone to like having a particular formula and like this definitely does but mm-hmm. i just think the character of helen reddy is so likable mm-hmm. um, and i think it really does help that honestly i didn't know anything about her as an artist um a singer like I definitely knew the song like it's an iconic song but I didn't know anything about it and so I think that also helped my viewing is that I didn't know what beats this movie was gonna hit Mm -hmm. and that it was pleasurable yeah this uh, film for me like came out of left field because I didn't know who Helen Reddy was never heard I think I've I mean I've heard the line I am woman hear me roar you know, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I've heard the song, but like it didn't really stand out as a I mean, song. You heard the song like ten times in the film. Well, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, in that sense, like I really appreciated the film. And I really liked Helen Reddy, but one of the things that, uh, so anyway, my mother-in-law was talking to me, and she's like, mm-hmm. "You know what I love about your show that you're doing is that." Uh, Diana disagreed with you on something and then like you guys just still kept having a conversation we don't have that in America much right now 
So I am going to say that I yeah. didn't particularly enjoy this film. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well. Get out of here. <laughs> Stop it. We'll take it from here. Yeah. Uh, there were some things I really did love. I liked seeing all the music. I loved the set pieces. I loved the the way it was shot. I loved uh, the color. And I loved the costumes. Like, mm-hmm. there was so much to love about this film. And I also really loved the actor who played Helen Reddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tilda Cobham Hervey. I thought she was amazing as Helen Reddy. I loved uh, just the her acting in the film. I loved the way like she interacted with people. Like she has a great face that just like mm-hmm. does things when she's mm-hmm. singing and just mm-hmm. she puts out a lot of power. And those are the things I really really loved about the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think. That's such a um, difficult thing to describe when you're talking about acting. It's like a lot of actors are like really attractive or they can deliver dialogue really well. But you're right. Like I think there was something in this particular actress that like her face emoted so much and it just it was so interesting to look at. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was it was really interesting to me, um, especially when. You know, I'm assuming that Helen Reddy story is probably more well known in Australia. So like when but even when you're depicting someone with like um, such an iconic stamp in history, mm-hmm. like you really need someone who's going to stand up to the scrutiny of, of being in that role. And I think she really did. And it felt really um, natural. Like it didn't feel like put ons of expressions or an imitation of like who this person was. It felt like. The character was in her body is mm-hmm. like what people say. Um, and I could see it here. She was delightful. I do think one person was in the film was playing someone else. And it was Evan Peters. The guy. I, oh. <laughs> yeah. I think that he was playing Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> oh, interesting. Uh, Did you know that Mark and Mark was a raid producer? In- <laughs> yeah. Like I couldn't help, I just couldn't help but see like yeah. Dirk Diggler throughout the film. Yeah, it's <laughs> the hair. I think okay. it was the hair. It was the hair, and like yeah. for some reason, like Evan Peters doesn't look like Mark Wahlberg at all, but he looked like Dirk Diggler. Kind of does yeah. actually. <laughs> well, he I never saw it before, but he really did in this movie. And mm-hmm. when he was doing the macho thing, mm-hmm. I yeah. it was like his voice was very Wahlberg esque. I will say that this film, you know, it was a different time. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it did kind of go out of its way to show this is, you know, sexism at this time. It was very obvious. It was like, you know, they were basically like, hey, honey, I'm not going to pay you. Like, literally, that was possibly (laughs) a line of dialogue. That is something that I think Chris Parnell said. (laughs) That, when I saw Chris Parnell, I was like, whoa, is this an SNL sketch? of sexism (laughs) (laughs) so that was not the best but But i i I, I I would like to say evan peters i loved him in a a movie called american animals so i will say that i mean i I agree with what you're saying i love i love evan peters and american horror story and like a lot of things i think he's great but i just thought in this movie i I just couldn't help but think of all mark Wahlberg. it's not too much of a criticism per se but it is something i noticed yeah i mean i do think in this movie like the depiction of like sexism you know spot on to 
even what women experience today. But I do think it did kind of fall a little bit into the trap of like, these are just generic arguments, not like real instances of sexism. Like they didn't feel specific. Like if we're mm. talking about like hyper specificity, like this is coming from somebody's um, experiences. Like it felt like this is a scene that stands for sexism rather than like, this is how sexism would play out in, mm -hmm. you know, Although, the record industry. With in the, the exception, I think, of, of the opening scene, mm -hmm. I think that is something that actually happened to Helen Reddy, which is that she came to, she immigrated. Right. Thinking that she had a record contract, mm -hmm. and then she showed up, and they were, she was told that, like, no one's buying women singers right now, mm -hmm. which has never been the case. <laughs> They're like, have you heard of the Beatles? Yeah. So while we're on the kind of critique <laughs> section, I do mm -hmm. want to say that the things that, that the reason why I was like taken out of the film is I feel like a lot of times with biopics, when you try to cover someone's whole life, yeah, um, it's so hard to do in a way that feels like a narrative. Um, and to me, this film, unfortunately, I wanted to really love this film because there is so much to love about it, but I felt like this film fell into some of the traps of the, um, you know, here's one scene of like a sexist guy saying the very explicit sexist line and there wasn't a lot of nuance there. And then, which obviously mm -hmm. sometimes just doesn't exist in real life. That right. Sometimes it is very explicit, but I just felt like the film didn't have room to breathe because they had to cover so much ground that everything mm. just happened yeah. and then this thing happened and then it happened and then this happened yeah. and and it felt like a very much like a series. I felt like the film could have really thrived if they tried to focus on a tighter timeline, or mm. I felt like I actually wanted more of the film. I wanted more like maybe like a series or something like a, like a limited mm. series, like four episodes or something on Netflix. And, and if FX. they're going to, if they're going to cover, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Like if they're going to cover like that much ground, I just felt like I needed more breathing room yeah. and more um, context and and because um, some of those moments are just so good. Like whenever they start showing some of the moments about what was happening at the time and you see like Chisholm running for president and like just all these things that, that they were showing and, and all the different protests that were happening and stuff. Like I just wanted like more of the context. It's like the problem I had with Wolf of Wall Street or something. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh. Okay. No, that movie was great. You're wrong. Okay. Um, All right. <laughs> but I would say I had the same problem with Bohemian Rhapsody. Okay. Like, yeah. I get that. It, and I think I think that's also why I said that I think that this film uh, was served by my ignorance of Helen Reddy mm -hmm. because I didn't know what the next beat was, whereas I think I knew the story of Freddie Mercury much more. Sure. So I was, like, waiting for them to write this song and then I'm waiting for them to go here. And then I'm like, you know, when, when it's hitting the beats that, you know, like it can get very tedious, mm -hmm. but I think you're right. Like, I think, um, you know, the better biopics focus on a very specific, uh, time frame. And I think, you know, if we could have just spent some time with her, like writing the song yeah mm -hmm. that's what i wanted like that would have been awesome because the lyrics are like incredibly powerful yeah especially for someone who you know was really being beaten down by the record industry and by her like singing in lounges with like three old guys in it like it's it's not a song that comes out of 
triumph, really. Yeah. It's no. a song that is kind of written to build herself back up after being defeated. Yeah, it's about perseverance. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Like, I imagine this like hour and a half long film, right? Helen Redding comes to the U.S. She gets like dropped by this record company. She's like living in this apartment. And it's all the stuff that leads up to her writing that song. And then it ends with you hearing that song done one time. And that's how they end the film. That would have been like mind blowing. Like, I don't know. Yeah. That's just me though. Who no, that's I? good. That's who, a good pitch. Who am I? <laughs> who am I? <laughs> we can't, we can't do it. We okay. can't. Yeah. Unfortunately. But I still pass. do think that it's worth watching. I, I loved finding out who Helen Redding was. I loved hearing the music. I loved seeing the costumes, the set design, the, Loved Danielle McDonald. Yeah. We haven't mentioned her performance yet. She's somebody that I, I always like seeing her show up. The one thing that I thought was really interesting is I watched an interview with um, Anju Moon, mm-hmm. mm. the director of the film right. afterwards. And it was exactly like what we're talking about. Like she never really heard the story hmm. before. And she was like, why hasn't, why haven't people talked about, why isn't there already a film about this woman? Because, you know, she was from Australia, but, all the things that she did, the TV shows right. she did, the music she did, being in Pete's Dragon, like all of these things, like mm-hmm. she was like in American these- American icon. Well, she was in these huge things, mm-hmm. you know, and, and and number one hits, like I think three number one hits and like uh, multiple number one, like in the top 10. I forgot exactly the number, but um, yeah, it was incredibly important story that I think people should hear. Mm-hmm. And I- I think, again, what I really liked about it is that it was upbeat. <laughs> like yeah. As much as it was, you know, the things some of these dudes say to her, <laughs> like yeah. really yeah. terrible. Yeah. But the movie somehow pulls off the very difficult feat of like making this f- film about all this adversity that like a woman, a, a woman has to go up against, like making it positive mm-hmm. and making it be like, Maybe, maybe I'm invincible. Yeah. <laughs> you guys Very talked good. me into it. I loved it. <laughs> yes. I was wrong. Yes. Love it. I was wrong. <laughs> see, I'll change my mind. I don't care. No, you could be right. I know I get it. Like, I, I see, but I think. It's just when, okay, so. I think in the times today, I think this is a good movie for right now. What films do you suggest people watch on top of I Am Woman? My recommendation um, is a film that was just released on Amazon Prime. So if you have, I can't say that, can I? Um, yeah, you, you can. Have the this service. won't be on the radio. This will just be okay. on the podcast. You so. have the service. I think it's available to you for free. It's called The Glorias. Um, and it's about Gloria Steinem. And four uh, women play her throughout the course of her life. Um, and the adult Gloria Steinem is uh, played by two women, um, Alicia Vikander and Julianne Moore. Um, and I think perfect, perfect same time period, gonna coincide. Um, but again, like I think it's really interesting to see, especially in light of, um, you know, Black Lives Matter and a lot of like uh, Black radical feminists, you know, talking about, um, this second wave feminism as like an exclusive political movement. Like it's interesting to see um, kind of black women and women of color being written back into a lot of these biopics and a lot of these narratives about 
um, what can on the surface look like a really exclusionary um, feminist movement. But I mean, it is really founded on on the backs of like black women writers um, and black female activists um, of the 1960s and 70s. So that's that's my pick. And mine is a movie called Patty Cakes, which I arrived at because I so enjoyed watching Daniel McDonald in the movie I Am Woman uh, that I wanted to go back and watch Patty Cakes, which stars Daniel McDonald. Uh, it's from 2017. Uh, she stars as uh, a young woman in Jersey. Is that right, Jersey? Yeah. Yeah. And she has a dream of, well, she, she's a very gifted MC. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's she has a mother played by Bridget Everett who is kind of like ghoulish and is like you'll never amount to anything. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a it's a very well made movie. Uh, it was a crowd pleaser when we showed it back in the day. And so yeah, I would say watch Danielle McDonald in Patty Cakes. So I cheated and picked two again because okay. <laughs> I'm terrible at this. But my first one is the 1997 film Selena starring yes. Jennifer Lopez as Selena. Um, and I also suggest listening to Diana's podcast, Hollywood in Color. She has a great episode about Selena. Um, I grew up in Texas, so I just always, you know, just. She's everywhere. Yeah. Okay. So Selena covers my like biopic about a singer part. And then the. Played by Jennifer Lopez. Yes. In one of her very first screen, in her first starring screen role, mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah. And that's a beautiful film, but um, also very sad, and you know, because of yeah. what happened. But yeah. Yeah. Um, also, oh, can we say that, like, it was, I know she passed away, like, Helen Reddy, you know, mm-hmm. but it was really nice to see a biopic like that that didn't have, like, a tragic, horrible ending. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. that was refreshing. Mm-hmm. Um, but my other one is kind of covering the activist side and where I think like activism comes from the bottom up. And it's the 1979 film starring Sally Fields, uh, Norma Ray. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. yeah. Just like being in the 70s and like a strong woman who is like fighting for unionization and and where that real power comes from the bottom when people can like get together and like unite and make movements happen. So I definitely just like, as soon as I was done watching it, I was like, Oh, (laughs) I got to watch Norma Ray again. I mean, this film makes me wonder like what will be the canonical kind of like protest songs of Mm. like post 2016. Mm, Yeah. You know, like I, like I just watched Saturday Night Live and like Megan the Stallion like you know had had a protest break in the middle of her set um for Brianna Taylor and you know all of like Beyonce's work lately mm-hmm. and and anything by like Kendrick Lamar yeah um but you're like what what will become the kind of soundtrack of um either Black Lives Matter or like all of these other kind of allied um protests and activist movements i just kind of wonder like sonically like how will this era be defined mm-hmm. i'm also going to suggest an article to go with norma ray uh, it was a new yorker article called the ongoing relevance of norma ray by naomi fry it was a really good article and i definitely suggest uh yeah looking into that all Bonus right content <laughs> there you go <laughs> 
I Am Woman is available from Film Streams at Home. For KIOS, I'm Joshua LeBure. Uh, for Film Streams, I'm Patrick Kinney. And also for Film Streams, I'm Diane Martinez. I am woman, hear me roar In numbers too big to ignore And I know too much to go back and pretend Cause I've heard it all before And I've been down there on the floor No one's ever gonna keep